Oh, that was a spicy burp. Gross. Oh, I didn't know you were already going. <laughs> Damn it. So the truth comes out. I'm a burper. I can't even look at you. Oh, no. I can't. I can't find my notes. That's what I'm looking at. You're looking at your notes. I'm looking for my notes. There they are. I know, but they're different. They're not in the order you need to be in? No. What kind of professionalism is this? I have them numbered. That's four. Okay. So four would go on top of five. Okay. I did it. One, two, three, four, five. We're going to see. Like, the next, your first page is like, okay, this is the beginning, and the next page is like, and we wrap up like, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. All right, we'll see you next time. Good time. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>my forte super soft podcast i'm your host megan cottrell and i'm your co-host josh cottrell and we're getting divorced <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is new that's a new one for me <laughs> wow toolsy <laughs> what are you saying toolsy no you're my favorite person you're my favorite person stop stop okay do you have any previously on i feel like i did at one point mm. i have some previously on that's not how notes work. Oh, uh, here's my previously on. I was right. Previously on, not my forte. A super soft podcast. Last week I was like, oh, clever foreshadowing on the adult spelling bee in the newspaper. And then it's the next episode. I had no idea it was that soon. <laughs> the only previously on I have was just the big thanks to Kayla. I didn't know how letting you two go <laughs> would be. <laughs> and turns out pretty good. Turns out not bad. Not so bad. Not so bad. You all made me chuckle once or twice. I mean, I had fun. It was a good time. It was a great time. And Kayla has a prediction that she wants to make. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to wait till she comes back. And hopefully on the season Hopefully, recap. yeah, on the season finale or the recap. But, Kayla, I'm just plugging this here so you remember and I remember. There you go. To make your prediction. Because I'm, I, I will think it's say pretty it great. is magma hot fire of a take. Yes, and... <laughs> There's some stuff in this episode where I was like, Kayla, are you clocking this? And I'm sure yeah. you are. Because I feel like this is the beginning of the inception. The beginning of the inception of the idea of the possibility. Of the theory. That this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, hard facts. Hard facts. Let's get into it. All right. Letter Kenny Spelling B is the name of this episode. Season 5, episode 4, 31st episode overall. It aired June 29th, 2018, and it was written by Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney, directed by Jacob Tierney. Have we seen Glenn this season yet? I can't remember. You know, I don't think we, we have. The wedding? He wasn't at the wedding. The... The old college try had nothing to do with Glenn. No. And then Hard Right Jay. Yeah, Glenn's not been in this in this season at all. That's so weird. That's weird for and me. And Gail's also not been in it. And has and Mrs. McMurray. Yeah. Mrs. McMurray wasn't even at the spelling bee. Which I find strange. I feel like <laughs> that was a lost opportunity, to be honest. Maybe she was busy. 
Amber's probably like super pumped <laughs> uh, about that, but I think probably. I'm a little surprised she wasn't because she that's something that I think she'd be so down for. Like, Dude, I know. that's my baby, you know, if they're yeah. like supporting him hardcore. So, I completely back that belief. So, what are your thoughts overall? Not score, but thoughts. I forgot about a lot in this episode. Oh, did you? And watching it again, like there were just three or four different occasions where I was like, did I even watch this episode the first time through? So much humor caught me off guard. Off guard. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm paying more attention to it since I'm taking notes on it or what, but I was like, this was a good episode for me. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Uh, That's my favorite kind when something funny catches me off guard. Mm -hmm. I just laugh and laugh and laugh about it. So (laughs) I enjoyed this episode a lot too. I think you probably enjoyed it more than me, but I remembered this one. The closer we're getting to, I remember more of this episode. All right, so synopsis for Letterkenny Spelling Bee. Competition heats up at Letterkenny's Adult Spelling Bee. Well, that was quick and short. I feel like these synopses are getting shorter and vaguer as we get get (laughs) further. They're like, this happens. It's a show. You guys know. Just just watch it. The next episode synopsis is going to be, it's Letterkenny, and it's winter. So much more could be put in these synopsis. It could be even still trying to be vague and make it a summary. It's just like, eh. The synopsis is supposed like to be a summary tired. of the overall episode. Yeah, it's like, I'm not paid enough to do this. This is a non-profit website. <laughs> I guess we'll just jump to the cold open since Still. that was a non-starter. <laughs> so, cold open. Your friend Derry said he could beat up your friend Dan the other day. Derry, seated at the bar at the Ukrainian Center, is insistent he would win. But Dan and Wayne scoff at this. Bonnie enters, and they say that they're glad she's been able to pick up shifts since Modine's 2 burned down. Is that the first time we heard that? No, it burned down in Hard Right J. Oh, yeah. Okay. She points out, however, that the place could run on the honor system if it wanted to. Derry asks her and Katie who would win in a fight between him and Dan, and they both say Dan. What do you think? At this juncture in this scene, I still feel like Derry could maybe pull it off. I think Derry could, too. But I found out why I might have thought that later in this scene. So I don't know. I think it's just where Derry shines is fighting. Yeah. And even though Dan is big and probably super strong, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have this feeling that, that Derry could pull it out. You think so? Surprisingly, yeah. Okay. But anyway, let me read the rest of the scene. Katie asks why they don't arm wrestle and settle the issue, but Wayne says that arm wrestling is not a legit barometer for strength and certainly not toughness. Bonnie suggests that they leg wrestle, and Wayne (laughs) says if they're on the floor rubbing their legs together, they've both lost. (laughs) Wayne says that they have no choice but to fight, and Dan is willing, which Wayne says makes him a good friend. Agreed. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I do agree that arm wrestling is not as much strength as it is skill and mentality that being said i am a bad arm wrestler (laughs) i'm not good at arm wrestling i wrote down josh would be a good leg wrestler (laughs) (laughs) i do have massive i I have tree trunk legs i wouldn't say massive i got tree trunk legs i've never heard of leg wrestling though i'm sure some somewhere that's a thing (laughs) i'm sure somewhere it might be but it's not it isn't here (laughs) it isn't where i am wayne says you're mixing a hearty. Yeah. What does that even mean? You're mixing a hearty batch of bull. Who 
Florida. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I even Googled that phrase and nothing came up. No, it wouldn't because <laughs> he didn't really finish the whole thing. That's like one of those things you would only be able to pick it up if you've watched a bunch of Letterkenny back to back to back to back to back because they just kind of have their own catchphrases and colloquialisms. And sometimes I don't finish all the stuff. So. And then I wrote, I really like Tom Hardy. <laughs> the thumbs up for Megan. It's a yes for me, but. It's a yes for me, but. I like his roles, too. Yeah. He seems like just pretty cool dude. I don't know. Yeah. Why do you think it makes Dan a good friend? Do because guys... like Wayne says, Dan's willing to put his beer down because you're so upset about this. He's willing to put his beer down and come over there and beat the shit out of you to prove a point. Because you need that so bad. You need to know that you could take him in a fight. If you're so worried about you're it. so worried about it. We'll put it to rest. Yeah. And Dan's like, no skin off my back. I mean, let's do it. I don't care. We're still going to be buds after this. So I think that makes Dan a great friend. I'd be that kind of friend. I would lose. But if someone was like, I feel like I could definitely take you in a fight. Well, let's see. Would you, though? Yeah. I'd probably lose. <laughs> I'm not a big dude. And it depends on the rules, I guess. But I couldn't fight unless it was for my life or if I was protecting somebody that I really, really cared about. I wrote down something that I can't remember why I wrote it down again. <laughs> Oh, no. But it's in context because they Dime mentioned Dime is even it. upset about it. Oh, they said, I'd smash Tom Hardy like a Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, and Bonnie said the same. Yes. Yeah. And I wrote down, what is that? It's a subtle combination of chocolate and natural extracts of orange. Oh. It comes in actual slices. Like orange slices and they're chocolate. It's in a ball, but then they're actually like, it's yeah. shaped like an orange and, it, and you I've can just pick off the little slices. I've had one of those before. I found that on cararimbarco.com. I probably pronounced that wrong, but... Cararimbarco. I don't really like fruit in my chocolate combined. I don't either, but it is nice. It's very tasty. You've had one? Yeah. So it's not a Canadian thing? Uh, I don't think it's pure... Uh, that brand might be a Canadian thing, but I've had them here in the States. Oh, okay. If um, I'm going to eat chocolate, I'd rather just eat chocolate. <laughs> I understand that too, but it's... I mean, it's not bad. It's very subtly orange, like they're describing. It's very... Well, you can tell it's orange, but it's not... It's not overly powerful. Right. The chocolate still wins. The chocolate is still the dominant flavor, but it's got a nice little zing to it. I don't like chocolate-covered banana. I don't like banana in anything. Yeah, you're not a banana fan. I'm not a banana person. I will say, when we were in Greece, I had banana pancakes, and those were awesome. That But it was mainly me. because Nutella was also yeah. involved. <laughs> It was healthy, kind <laughs> it of. It was healthy, kind of. It was like brick and mortared with Nutella and pancakes. <laughs> and then like bananas sprinkled on top. Oh, banana. Banana. And we found out Gail's on a South American singles cruise. Last episode we found that out, yeah. Well, they're talking about it here. Yeah. But she doesn't have anything to do with this Ukrainian center at all, right? No, the Ukrainian center apparently has been or is new, but is completely independent of Modine's. And I wrote down, it's such a Canadian thing where you probably could just let it go and people would still pay for their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it probably could. That's sweet. It seems like that kind of a place. Do you and your friends, though, talk about, I could beat you up? I don't know. We used that to. It seems like such a dude thing to talk about. It was a very dude thing and a very, like, I want to say at least through my sophomore year, that was kind of a thing that my friends and I did. We would just, like, wrestle and fight. And at the end of the day, we're fine. Just wanted to see if we could take each other. I mean, I came out on top a couple of times, but I got my ass handed to me a few times more than I'd like to admit. 
I'm a lover, not a fighter. And why do you think that arm wrestling is not a good parameter? Do you think it's just because some people just work out arms all the time? Well, that and also, like Wayne says, you're either born a good arm wrestler or you're not. There's a technique to it and a skill to it, and yeah, strength helps. That doesn't prove anything. We should leg wrestle. We sh- Yeah, we should. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we should. I guess I never focused so much on Dan in the fight scenes, so mm. I've not paid attention so much. Is Dan a good fighter? Right. They always come out on top, but... I feel like Dan relies a lot on his size. I wouldn't start stuff with Dan. No, In the first all. place. Dan's a very intimidating guy, and I think a lot of it has to do with just his size in general. So Dan will beat you up just to make you less upset. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy, Dan. What a weird... It's, I mean, it's literally what he's offering to do. Yeah. Good guy, Dan. <laughs> okay, so Tyson and Joint Boy enter, and they're also asked about the Dan and Derry fight and who would win. Tyson is decisively for Derry, given his advantage in reach, speed, and willingness to make a nut shot or hair pull. Joint Boy favors Squirrely Dan because he's squirrely. Bonnie asked them who would win in a fight against each other, and they each respond that it would be himself. Each accepting this as a challenge, they walk up to each other to fight, but knock each other out with a headbutt. See, now there's a good friend. Yep. Who do you think would, if they had like a fight? Tyson, Joint Boy? Tyson. I think so too. Joint Boy is big and he's a good boxer, but he's going to rely on getting that one solid hit on you. I think Joint Boy would be slower. Yeah. He's just got a lot more to move around. He's just a big dude. I think Tyson would win, just because I feel like he's more maneuverable. I said Tyson thinks Derry would win. Two points to Derry. Well, I did say, that this is when I was like, yeah, I can kind of see that. Derry could win because he's bigger, or he's taller than Dan. He's got reach. He's a little quicker. Is he taller than Dan? Mm-hmm. By like a couple inches. Not like a much taller, but it makes a difference, I guess. And he's quicker than Dan can be. But then I was like, well, he would have to fight dirty. Probably. Just like what Tyson said. And then Dan, I don't like the explanation that he's squirrely, so I made up some observations of my own. I think Dan would win because he's got a lower center of gravity, he's bigger, and squirrely, I guess. he's If he gets a hit on you, it's you're going to feel it. He goes crazy when yeah. fighting. And Derry would have to fight dirty, and I put there's no honor in that. Yeah. If they're really buds, I feel like you want it to be like an honorable fight. In a fair fight, I think Dan would win. I said, Bonnie's out here causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> Way to start some stuff, Bonnie. Well, I mean, obviously. And I said, Joint Boy and Tyson both lose. That's kind of what I said. I said, no one wins in a headbutt. I love Katie's outfit and hair and makeup. She looks very good. <laughs> Michelle Milet, killing it. Yes. The whole thing works. I also love Tyson's all-black outfit. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I love all-black. You know that about me, but yeah, it just works. I don't know. looks good. I like his tattoos. Maybe that's what it is. He looks like he should always wear all-black. Yeah. He looks like somebody who you would not want to mess I with. I said, solid headbutt, good friends all around. Yeah. Derry, Wayne, and Dan are playing cribbage back at the farm. Dan reports zero, the same as 19 would be, as 19 is impossible in cribbage. The group sing, do, re, mi, 19, go furta yourself. And this reminds me of the songs that I make up. Yeah. I have a very similar bedtime song. Very much so. Not for public consumption. No, this is strictly to be never released into the public. It would go platinum. Oh, for sure. 
Wayne notes that the weather has gotten much colder, down to about 10 Neil deGrasse Tysons. <laughs> I like that running joke. I in do this too. Episode. I actually rated all of them. Oh, you did? Yep. What does Neil get? Neil deGrasse gets an 8 out of 10. Oh, nice. For cleverness and originality. Derry asks where Katie is, and Wayne and Dan are taken aback. They express their shock, quoting lyrics from various songs by Canadian recording artists. Derry remembers and is regretful he forgot. She's preparing for the letter Kenny adult spelling bee. All become extremely <laughs> emotional. Katie has been champion nine years running until Stuart defeated her last year. Like, she forgot a silent E. Completely out of character for her. Do you want to know what? That silent E may follow her around for the rest of her life. I like that they all do this and start standing up at the window. Oh man! <laughs> progressively. <laughs> that there's this one scene, and I think it's right there because Wayne's the first one to get up and look out the window, mm -hmm. and he does this thing. He's like peering out the window, and he does this like weird share lip thing that he does. <laughs> Just licks his top lip real fast. He's like, eh. oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> oh my god, it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, what's he doing? Put it back in. <laughs> no. I wrote, they're playing cribbage again. This must be like their jam. Yeah, the first thing I wrote was, uh, you'd think they just learned how to play cribbage this season. Maybe. <laughs> the whole cast learned how to play cribbage, and they're like, let's just play it all the time. Let's integrate it. Maybe that is something they were doing behind the scenes. They were like, I've oh, got free time. Let's just keep playing it. For sure. That seems like something Wayne and Katie and Dana Derry would do. Yeah. Thoughts on the singing? Wasn't great. <laughs> no. It served its purpose. I can say that much. I wrote, interesting that Derry is preoccupied with where Katie is. Very interesting indeed. But also, I feel like because normally she's there to ask Derry why he's there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you ought to know. You, you ought to know. Oh, do you know that one? Yeah. I know Alanis Morissette. I didn't have not heard that song. <gasps> All anus Morissette. <laughs> Shut up and get out. Okay. Okay. I also didn't know that Arcade Fire was Canadian. I don't know Arcade Fire. They did a cool thing. I want to say like 2015. They played, I want to say the MTV Awards. and It was really good. I think I only knew half of the people they mentioned. Yeah, I knew Alanis Morissette, Arcade Fire, Celine Dion, and Justin Bieber. And Brian Adams. I've heard of Brian Adams. Again, I don't know. Again, I shut up and get out. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, I'm but so you not heard of Blue Rodeo? No. Me either. Never heard of Blue Rodeo. Heard of Blue Oyster Cult, but not Blue Rodeo. Well, that doesn't mean, just because they're blue doesn't mean they're Canadian. I know. <laughs> that's not that's not cut and dry. <laughs> just because they're cold and blue doesn't mean they're <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, how do you forget about the most important dot, dot, dot spelling bee? I know, right? And if it's so important, though, why are we just not hearing about it? Yeah, five exactly, seasons? exactly. <laughs> so I just, I know that this town doesn't have a lot going on. Right, that's kind of my thing. I know this town doesn't have a lot going on, but surely we would have heard about the spelling bee if it was as big of a deal as they're claiming it is. It seems out of character, in my opinion, for Katie. Does it? To be into this. I don't know. I I could see Katie being in the spelling bee, I guess. And I said Wayne's a good big brother. Cause he's Wayne just, is a good big he's brother. He's just worried about his sister. When he was standing up at that window, <laughs> I guarantee it was so difficult for Jared Kiso to get through that oh, scene. Oh, you know there's got to be like 30 
hours of outtakes just on that scene alone. When he ripped his shirt open. Oh my god. <laughs> I could tell that Dan, that Trevor, he was looking down. I felt like he was having a really hard time getting through it. Yeah, he like ripped his shirt open. You want to spell, huh? You want to spell somebody your own size? <laughs> He wants to carry all that pain for her. <laughs> it's just, it's really well done. Indeed. It's, it's really good physical humor. It's well written. It's a solid scene. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene a lot. So they talk about Stuart spelling out of his league, saying that his kind of spelling will catch up to him one day. <laughs> Wayne issues a warning to Stuart that he'll spell against him any day of the week, ripping open his shirt in anger. The three of them pledged to work around the clock to ensure that Katie spells at her full potential and do a shot of Gus and Brew to seal their pact. I'm surprised we're not making a pact right now. So I wrote, apparently Stuart broke Katie's streak because of a silent E. Mm-hmm. He thinks he can just walk around town spelling like that? <laughs> I just, it's really good. It's just really well written. Even though this is the weirdest concept for an episode I could have ever seen. It is, but in the best way. I put down, is this why Wayne hates Stuart so much? And didn't he also live there for a few episodes? Didn't Stuart and Katie date? Did I completely miss this episode? What do you mean? I mean... If Stuart shut her down one year, and there's all this animosity, and we don't say this name in this house, and da-da-da-da-da-da, hasn't Stuart been in that house? Haven't Stuart and Katie dated? Why is it a big deal now? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Maybe the, the bitter taste of defeat <laughs> must be it. is why it's such a big deal now. That must be it. And they're on a mission to help Katie at all costs. Yep, keep her focused, inspired, and hydrated. I like... The shot pact. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea to seal a pact. It's a great way to be like, you know what? I am going to follow through with this. <laughs> Please leave that in. Nope. <laughs> but then they could guess what the sound was. All right. Riley and Jonesy announce themselves and enter into the Letterkenny Shamrockettes dressing room at the hockey arena. Riley begins to make a speech to the girls, but Betty Ann objects strongly to the term. Okay, girls. Girls? That's what I said. Who are you calling girls? Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, we mean women. Yes, mm -hmm. that is my bad, I am sorry. It is an old habit. See, we call the men on our team boys, so I just- It's completely inappropriate. Okay. Marianne over there is not a girl. When's the last time you saw a girl's tit sag so low she could tuck them into her joggers? You're right, Betty Ann. To call us girls is wildly inappropriate. Look at you. When's the last time you saw a girl with enough pubic hair to lose her keys in, along with the Boynt Canadian tire keychain? Okay, okay, okay. Jonesy suggests that they say ladies instead, but that's no better. Betty Ann's no lady. I can't with these. Th what do you think of these back and forth? With Betty Mary Ann and Betty Ann, again, are the best chirpers on the whole Herda. show. It's not okay but in the best way. Yeah. They go back and forth, and then as the women lay into each other, the coach calls Jonesy and Riley back outside, and they they run out. They're so excited yeah, to get out of so, there. They're so ready to just get out of this weird locker room situation they find themselves in. <laughs> he starts to tell them the temperature has cooled down to about 10 Degrassi Junior Highs, and <laughs> I love Degrassi. Yeah, I gave it an eight just in solidarity for Megan. I Y'all, you need to watch... Degrassi. No, it's so good. You really it's don't have to watch it. so good. It kind of sucks. 
So good. <laughs> uh, but soon he gets to the point. He's used to being embarrassed by them, but he has only been humiliated by their spelling. They remind him that they have said that their dog Herda. spellers from the get-go. We're trying our best, but we're math guys, coach. <laughs> Definitely never pegged the boys to be math guys. Well, like, really anything, guys, but for sure not math guys. I want to see evidence of this, Matt. Well, I guess we see evidence of it in the Ritz Not Roids episode. Yeah, they make a, a math-based yeah. workout plan. Coach brushes this off and tells them that because he has money on the B this year, he has done some tinkering behind the scenes. And then he laughs maniacally. I love a good maniacal coach laugh. You're going to plug it, aren't you? Of course I am. Oh, yes. I think you two are going to do quite well this year. adorable at the top of this scene you can tell you know now that they've decided they're going to help coach and they're decided they're going to help with this team they're really invested in it they're hesitant to go in because i don't know how to explain it it's like you can tell that they care they're going in and they're trying and it's uncomfortable and awkward for them but only because they actually care about it and they're trying to make this work with these girls (laughs) and they just don't know how to do it I feel like they went in there with like the best of intentions, and then Riley walks in and goes, okay, girls. They're trying to be PC about everything, and then Marianne and Becky just a steamroll over everything. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to listen to that and also listen to this. We're going to 11. This is your fault. You brought this on yourself. I put down a few things. Okay. Why are Riley and Jonesy being forced into this spelling bee? They can't yeah. spell... I don't know. It's just like, why wouldn't Coach just put money on Katie? Very true. If I were Coach, I'd put money on Katie. I think plot probably. They just needed. They needed to I have. They true. needed to have people in the spelling. They needed bodies on the stage. I love that they let them compete together. It is the cutest. That is thing the funniest ever. thing. <laughs> like this... everyone just realizes that they just suck at anything not hockey. And then at hockey, they're like, okay. He said, "If this were a chilling bee." We would be so good at it. Yeah, dog- <laughs> Spellers, unreal chillers. <laughs> so cute. The coach laugh is great, but his face is terrifying. His face is beet red. And also, do you notice that when the camera is just on coach's face for this laugh, you can see Dylan Playfair clearly failing to hold it together oh, the no. whole time? I'm... Oh, it's so good. If you watch it, like, you can see there's the one scene where it shows... Riley and Zozy concerned, looking at each other, then back at Coach. And then the final shot is over Riley's right shoulder. So you see this part of his face. Mm-hmm. He's not audibly laughing, but you can like see him kind of convulsing and trying, <laughs> trying his hardest not to make a noise. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that again Oh, now. it's so good. And you can totally tell like just by the, the shape of his face that he is grinning. Like, he's and cheesing hard. And he gets hard. red when he... Yeah gets excited about something go like, back and watch it dude we see him in the bloopers and he gets super red he can't mm-hmm. keep his face together so i'll have to watch like that. i'm surprised that they kept this shot in but it must have been the best shot they got because i think they have to do that a lot like yeah. if i had to guess 
they do it so often it's probably like okay that's just gonna be the best we can manage right. to get out of you all and i think that's like what makes the show so great like i would love to just work on the show at one point just because i guarantee it's a blast i bet it's so fun right i wrote coach do the math <laughs> these guys aren't gonna do any good do the math coach these guys are arithmetists i want them to pull out one episode and just where there's a math problem of some sort and they're right. just like crazy good at it that's what it is if it's not in season 10 or 11 then season 12 has to include an adult mathlete bowl for letter kenny that would be funny it would be rawled riley jonesy dan hmm. and like mrs mcmurray and bonnie i think that'd be a good mathlete cast <laughs> But do they get to compete together still? No, they get to compete against each other. Oh, Riley and Jonesy? Yeah, they get to be together. Oh, okay. They are one unit. As Katie comes downstairs, the other Hicks are gathered at the kitchen table. Darius made her a protein smoothie containing 13 almonds in hopes that she's not triskaidekaphobic. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Afraid of the number 13. If she is not familiar with the term, Katie replies that she's quite familiar as... Triskaidekaphobia is one of the most commonly used words in spelling bees. Obviously. What are you new here? Obvi. But I think it's cute that Darian made her a smoothie. Yeah. But I feel like he literally just made her a smoothie so we could figure out how to pepper the phrase, the word Triskaidekaphobic into anything. This smoothie sounds awful, but I also hate avocados. <laughs> it's cute that he made it, but I wouldn't want to drink it. Yeah. I don't like any kind of smoothie that turns out green. I don't either, but they're apparently the ones that are the best for you. Yeah, gross. Gross. <laughs> I'll take a sour apple slushy. That's like the greenest I'll get. They're all doing activities to promote brain function. So that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Derry's playing Sudoku. As number puzzles and games increase neuroplasticity within the brain, Dan is lifting weights because exercise allows the brain to take on BDNF proteins, helping with focus, concentration, and memory. I need to work out more. Me too. I have a crap memory. <laughs> Memory's great. What are you talking about? Wayne is playing guitar because playing an instrument strengthens the corpus callosum. Mm -hmm. He demonstrates with a badly executed G chord. <laughs> yeah, I did say that is. this is not what a G chord sounds <laughs> like. If that's what you're going on, don't. <laughs> Katie says that she has just come down for a beer to their horror. They admit that they're worried about her going into this year's spelling bee and just trying to support her and keep her hydrated. <laughs> oh, I'll be plenty hydrated while I'm drinking champagne out of my 10th title trophy. Boom. Mic drop. This is when they're all leaning against the window on each other. We're like Wayne gets up and looks out the window and then Derry gets up and looks, leans over onto Wayne and then dan gets up and leans on the dairy <laughs> he like puts his hand on his hip because he doesn't know what to do with his last with his back hand no oh, it's so great i wrote down i'm surprised dairy's a math guy yeah i was too i used to play sudokus on my phone until i fell asleep i've never even tried it it's they're stupid i wrote down the the weights on the table there's what i think from what i could tell a 10 and 8 a 3 and a 5 yes and <laughs> and dan's doing dan's the three curling the three and then he's like got the 10 behind his back for katie and i think that's so funny <laughs> he hands her a 10 he's like i got one for you too because <laughs> he knows yeah i've never heard of bdnf but i, I apparently either. need some because it helps with concentration and memory <laughs> 
I did write, though, this is not what a G chord sounds like, but his fingers are correct, so that guitar just must not be in tune at all, even close to in tune, because it was a, his fingers were correct for a G chord. Those strings must not have been tuned correctly, <laughs> because it sounded god-awful. <laughs> they want her to build cells, not damage them. Yeah. She's about to drink. I didn't know that alcohol did not kill brain cells. I thought it did kill brain cells. It just damages brain Apparently cells. Apparently just damages them. How about that? I didn't fact check any of this, so I'm just going to take their words for it. Uh, just get out there and spill your little heart out. Dang straight. Also a solid fourth wall break at the end of that scene. I know, it was. It looks right deadpan at the camera. Yeah. She's here to win number 10. Again, just really well written. Oh, yeah. The stacking on the windows, hilarious. <laughs> a plus all around. And then we do a quick cut to Stuart. Mm -hmm. He's dressed in his DJ costume. Giving himself a psyched-up speech in the mirror. Hmm. Roll tells him to bring a jacket. The temperature has cooled down to 10. The grass is always greener on the other sides. Zizz. 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 <laughs> Four women, Jonesy and Riley's old big city slams. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And the two gym babes are waiting for him in the basement. I don't think that's right. That's definitely right. They're not the old They're Big not, City Slams. They are the old Big City Slams. The ones that are new are the gym babes. Because neither of them was Tyson's wife. No. Tyson's wife is there. Is she? Yeah. She's the taller of the two gym babes. Oh, okay. She's the one not in the blue dress, which I loved. The, I cannot. That was, was a nice blue dress. That's pretty. I love that blue dress. <laughs> that was cute. Super cute. Super cute. But the two chicks that were there... They're I not, thought were the girls from the wedding. Those would be big city slams. No. Their big city slams are the one the girls that Well, they're not Riley and Jonesy's big city slams, but they are from the city. But that's literally what that says. It's well, wrong. Well, because I thought that Jim Babes were big city slams. So that was my bad. They do look a lot alike. Yeah. Jim Babes look a lot like the OG big city slams. I'm also like not super comfortable calling <laughs> girls Jim Babes in. <laughs> Big City Slams, because I'm not that kind of person. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm not objectifying. I'm just, this is how they say them in the show. This is literally, we're reading it off the page, so. Please don't come for me. <laughs> the girls are arguing over who gets to double with the champ on his bike to and from the competition. Cause, but let's be honest, I'm not riding anywhere on a bike in the snow. <laughs> not if it's 10 Neil deGrasse Tyson's outside. <laughs> 10 deGrasse Junior Highs. <laughs> 10 deGrasse is always greener on the other sides. Is. They agree that two will double him on the way there and the other two will double him on the way back. We're getting three people on this bike. And Stuart says wondrous. Wondrous. But, yeah, how are you getting three people on this bike? I would like one's got to sit on the handlebars. I'd like a diagram, and one chick has on a dress, so she has to be on the front. I don't know. I'm just saying you're not getting me on a bike in the snow. Maybe he's got pegs on his bike. One of them will stand on the back pegs. Maybe, but gosh. Me and my friends used to do it all the time. It's terrifying. That's but... a lot of weight. You yeah, know? very true. There are tiny, thin bike tires. They're made to hold one person. I'd be, I'd, I on mean, a just bike. by myself, I would be scared to bike in the snow where it's probably icy true on roads and then you've got the weight of two other people on the bike <laughs> yeah. this is this is not transportation made for this <laughs> two full-grown adults also on the bike i like this little pep talk he said be it you a champ 
target be it. And then Rold is super cute. Okay, you gotta grab a jacket. Like, he's just being very maternal to Stuart, and I think it's cute. Well, Stuart Grab is, a sweater. Stuart is Rold's bae, even if it's just to Rold. And Stuart has group bees. Stuart has group bees. Are <laughs> <laughs> you proud of that one? <laughs> She's making a real excited face right now. I Have am proud that, of that Have you seen that husky pun meme where it's like, yeah, ah, that's, that's the face she was making. Stop it. And I said, they are cute. They all look cute. I like their, I am just like obsessed with this chick's blue dress. And But all the girls themselves are, are cute. Yeah. And I don't really have anything else. It was a very short scene. It's a very quick scene, yeah. Then we jump back to the Hicks. They're preparing to leave for the B and give Katie a brief on the competition. They warn that Stuart has been training with the dark web spellers and that Joint Boy is a pretty good speller when he's stoned. Mm. Riley and Jonesy can't spell for sure. McMurray has been known for spelling dirty. Dan tells her they know she spells mean, but they think she could spell meaner. Show some teeth. And to this end, he presents her with gold tooth caps. <laughs> Thoughts on that? I mean, I didn't know it was tooth caps until I had to like watch it two or three times to figure out what it was because I couldn't pause it in time. And then I was like, are those teeth? Well, you see it later. You see it later, yeah. yeah but we weren't there yet, so I wasn't going to go there yet. But I think it's a weird placement if we're going to go there. I think it's a weird placement where her teeth are. I would have put them like, I like it, I would have put them like, more on the canines, and they're like kind of just halfway back on the sides of her teeth. I thought they were on her canines. It didn't look like it, because when she looks over it, when she looks over at Stewart, it looks like it's closer to the middle. But it might not be. I, don't I think know. they're pretty cool, though. They're pretty dope. I would never do it, but they're pretty cool. I know. I mean, it would like, <laughs> I would look terrible. Especially if they're metal, like fillings in my teeth, and like anything metal in my mouth really upsets How my do fillings. They stay on. I'd assume that like they snap in somehow. I don't know. Or there's like or like denture glue maybe. That'd be a really good Halloween costume is the Adidas outfit with the braided hair and the teeth caps and the spelling bee trophy. That'd be a good That'd be a fun, letter be a fun costume. costume. That'd be good. This is a full blown strategy meeting. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, I wrote down the name of this song, by the way. Oh, what was it? It's another Death from Above nineteen seventy nine cut. The song is called Pull Out. Oh, wow. It's a great song. It's pretty hard. I love that they are like, watch your back. <laughs> what are you going to do? My favorite thing is uh, when Dan says, he's talking about Joint Boy's a really good speller when he's high, so keep your eyes on him because his will be damn near glued shut. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I don't see how anyone could be better at spelling high. Helps you focus. Does it? Yeah. There are, well, there are... I would think opposite. There's a strain, just kind of a mental high, and then there's a strain that's like a body high. I don't really know the difference between the two, but I do know that the body one is more where I'm okay, and the mental one for me is like I'm super paranoid. This also reminds me of like a boxing movie a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like like their coach outside of the ring. Right. It's like, okay, <laughs> It's your moment. <laughs> I it's don't your, know. It's your moment. You've trained hard for this. You're ready. And the tracksuit definitely doesn't help. I mean, it's the Adidas jumpsuit or whatever. <laughs> and then there was a little gold bee on the box that they gave her. Did you notice Oh, that? I did not notice that at yeah, all. that was cute. Well, that's fun. Then we do... I love a slow-mo scene. Oh, yeah. They do it well, too. But 
then we jump to the scene where all of the contestants are coming into the Ukrainian center and they take their seats on stage. We see that Tannis is up in the box with Tyson and the coach. They comment on the weather and how it's chilled to 10 degrees witherspoons outside. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, she bet 200 on Katie. Coach bet 200 on Jonesy and Riley because that doesn't make any sense. But uh, Tyson has bet 200 on Joint Boy. Mm-hmm. Winner takes all. How about it? This is the only reason I could see people going to a spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> to bet on the spelling bee. And I put down, what if moms were like this for school, elementary school spelling bees? Oh, I'm sure it happens. And I challenge Kayla and Amber <laughs> to make their next school spelling bee a little bit more interesting. <laughs> and report back, because that's a great idea. That is so funny. <laughs> I love a slow mo walk in. Did you write down the song? Is it? Was that's the song. Yeah, that's, that's the song. That's pull out slow... by Death Room Above, nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. Good Sorry, stuff. Sorry, I, I jumped ahead right there, but wow. Fucking embarrassing. Well, I thought we were there already. I'm sorry. Unprofessional. Oh, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our boys are walking in. They look scared. <laughs> they look terrified. They uh, look like they just got drafted to the, the military. They get <laughs> on this whole episode. I feel so bad for them. They're like, idiots. <laughs> so mean. Don't make fun of them. I mean, yeah, don't make fun of them, but it's so funny. And then McMurray comes in and looks like a doof. <laughs> yeah, what is that weird smile and like head Bobby's got going on? Don't boy and Tyson come in. I love their clothes, both yeah. of their outfits, and this is it's cute. Stuart comes in with his entourage and holding Rawls' hand, which is really. Cute. I think that's really funny. He's only holding one of the girls' hands, and then one like Rawls holding the other hand, and the, the other like what three or four girls are behind him. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's super cute. It's fun. That middle chick is super tall. She's like a foot taller oh, than yeah. Stuart. I wrote down, Katie must be everyone's favorite. She comes in high-fiving everybody. Yeah, well, she's nine years running, which is weird because, I mean, yeah, nine years running, and then she lost last year. No one cares that Stewart's there, and he beat the nine-year champ or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was weird. She cheeses with her gold teeth. It's kind of like, cool. Does a whole, like, tooth lick thing yeah. and looks over at Stewart, and he's like, ugh. I loved it. I thought it looked good. It was good. And I wrote down, we're finally getting a substantial Katie storyline. It's been a while, but it just still seems strange. Like, it still seems strange. It just seems like a strange thing for her to be into. Yeah, agreed. Then the viewing gallery. What a weird combo of people. What a weird combo of people, but I am. I was wondering when we were going to see Tannis in this episode. Yeah. Because I feel like she's been in every other episode. I feel like she's made her way into a full-blown recurring. Recurring, at least part of the main cast. Well, same with Coach, I feel like, too, though. I feel like Coach was kind of tangential and now he's getting more and more scenes this season at least i also wrote down that i was stoked that we got two coach cackles this episode because <laughs> the second one happens here <laughs> even though this is a weird group of people to put together it does make sense that they would be the ones gambling yeah for sure Winner take all, it'd be $600 altogether. Yeah. Or really 400 because you're getting your own 200 back. Yeah, I guess, yeah, winner gets 400 <laughs> She puts it right in the bra. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. And then Tyson has a full fanny pack of pot. 
Full fanny pack of cannons. I love a good fanny pack. I think I have. <laughs> that was a nice looking fanny pack. <laughs> it, it did look nice. It went with his ensemble. Ensemble. But isn't it illegal to compete with substances? In anything? In anything, yeah. Yeah, it is. Feels like it's not allowed. And they know he's doing it. And I didn't think about that, because that is a performance-enhancing substance on his part. Anyway. Anyway. Jim Duckins. <laughs> Jim Duckins. Jim Duckins. Jim Duckins. Jim Duckins. Jim Duckins. Thanks the crowd for coming out when it's down to 10 degree Reese's peanut butter cups outside. Degreases. And describes the format of the rules of the competition. He excuses Joint Boy to use the toilet after Joint Boy corrects his request from Can to May. And he announces the first word will go to Katie. At this, the crowd erupts in cheering for her until Dan stands up infuriated and shouts at them. And I am not going to read this because, again, I won't do this justice. Mm-hmm. Shut up! Shut your fucking mouth! You think this is the PGA? You can just hoop and holler whenever you want? Baba fucking Bowie! I just love it. It's so good. He's like, respect your athletes. And I love that this whole time they're all considering these people athletes. Right. Um, well, I love that he says, you think this is the PGA? Like, that's the one sport that you got to be absolutely quiet for when they're, <laughs> like, teeing off and swinging. So, I wrote down, why is a spelling bee called a spelling bee? Have you ever thought about that? No, I haven't. And I, now I'm only thinking about that. <laughs> so, according to MerriamWebster.com, ah. the B in spelling bee is an alteration of a word that means voluntary help given by neighbors toward and to accomplish a particular task and it's from the middle english word bean b-e-n-e bean bin bean 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 benay benay beanie jim dickens little start speech there in it, he just casually throws in, look at my D. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. ABC, look at my D. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you miss it? Really? No, I miss it completely. Su- I'm so surprised. And I said, this is a full house for a spelling bee. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty big crowd for no one having mentioned it for four years. It feels like, and it's like the middle of the day. <laughs> it really does it's feel so- like it's like one in the afternoon. <laughs> and it is just... The place to be, apparently. There was a full audience gasp when he says, this is single knockout round. Single round. Single elimination, knockout round, sudden death spelling bee. <laughs> I don't like Katie's hair situation. It's weird. Like, the weird side ponytails. Yeah. But still, like, the length in the back was odd to me. I didn't like it. I wrote, Dan is my spirit animal for this outburst. Also, for those playing the drinking game, this scene does include one shot. Does it? Yep. I don't remember it. Dan says the word fluff. Oh, oh, that's right. So there's one shot in the scene. Well, that's outburst one. And then Katie gets her word. She spells the first word <laughs> farceur <laughs> with a plum. I don't know. That's got to be a plum. That's the only word that makes sense or the only pronunciation that makes sense of that word. I'm going to say that probably means with ease. Yeah. 
but the audience hesitates to clap. And the Hicks sit in the middle of the audience and deliberate on whether they should be allowed to cheer or not. And conclude that Katie would be expecting it. And then we get the second outburst <laughs> by the end, which is my favorite one, honestly, of the two. Because he's like, came in a little hot earlier. <laughs> my bad. You can clap, but if I hear one heckle, <laughs> I will kick your ass. <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. This is my favorite of the two. Okay, I am sorry for my outburst earlier. I came at you with a lot of anger, and that was unnecessary. You can cheer if someone gets a word right, but it starts and ends there. So, yeah, this is actually where the shot comes in, my bad. I said Dan's outburst nine points. <laughs> I'm just going to keep giving people points. I'm not going to keep up with it. It's going to be like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. A farcer is a writer or performer of farces or satire. I know that they say that, but... Yeah. I'm, this is just nice. vocab with Megan. I'm going to tell you all these words. So. <laughs> Dan's second outburst gets 12 points, actually. Because so. he walks it back. So he's winning. Yes. He walks it back because in a bit he of an angry acknowledges his, I wrote, He acknowledges his anger and he apologizes for <laughs> it. But I just love that the entire place waits for these three randos to have a conversation. Well, yeah. Well, you see them while they all turn around and look at Dan. And they're like, oh, can we... Can we clap? Is it is it okay? Because she got it right. I'm a little surprised Dan and Derry haven't bet on Katie. Yeah, because they'll bet each other on anything. For her. Yeah, but I feel like also it's not really the most honorable thing to do. To gamble on I a spelling like, bee. I feel like she'd bet on herself. I'm kind of surprised Katie hasn't bet on herself. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not an honorable thing to do. And it just gives her another thing to stress about while she's competing. So I could see that. She needs to think only about the competition. So the skids give Stuart, the next speller, a standing ovation, but they are the only ones cheering. Stuart dispatches the word disparate without difficulty. And disparate means essentially different, not allowing for comparison. I know they basically say that too. Yeah, they do. But I'm going to do it, so deal with it. And then Riley and Jonesy called up (laughs) as a single team... Or heckled as Ferda. Idiots. <laughs> don't be mean to them. They don't want to be there. Everyone's being mean to them. They don't want to be there and they're trying their best. They're doing their best. <laughs> but Jim's surprise and theirs, the word that they're given is hockey, which they barely manage to spell but ultimately do. Joint Boy stumbles from the washroom, spells ensconce with ease before returning to the bathroom, which I love. <laughs> ensconce. Establish, settle in a comfortable, safe, or secret place. What's hockey mean? I have no idea. Oh, wow. You didn't write that one down? No. What a lack of professionalism. I just feel so bad for Riley and Jonesy. They're being used again. They're being used again, and it's literally for someone else's game. And they still ask if they can hear it in a sentence. (laughs) Um, you play hockey. No, they say Letter Kenny Irish is a well hockey team that folded. a senior well hockey team that folded this year. That's right. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> and Jonesy gets up there and he taps the mic like. It's just overall adorable. Super adorable. And they're so nervous and everyone's mean. I hate everybody and they're the cutest. Anyway, <laughs> Tyson's up there and he says, "I have 
pot ensconced in my fanny pack. In my fanny pack. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, Murray is thought to have misspelled confrere, but he argues that the correct spelling was exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. And Jim Dickens allows it. With confreres like this, who needs enemies? So that's what we mean by McMurray spelling dirty. Yeah, I was wondering, and then I figured I was like, we'll probably get to see what that means in a little bit. Also, um, I hate Stuart's spelling bee persona. Just like the cocky. Uh, yeah. But he does it well. Kid. It's yeah. done really well. He's like the cocky anime villain. I love how sad we get sassy Jim Dickens too because yeah, like do. good thing it's not a grammar bee. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Right. But I feel like we are missing out on Mrs. McMurray, Gail, and Glenn being a part of this because Dude, I, I feel like this would be great. It would just be really great content with I mean it's good here too. Yeah. But with them it would be like Gail. Could you imagine Gail up there? <laughs> And the kind of words I'm sure that they would end up giving her for this. She'd find a way to spell them sexually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Confrere, a fellow member of a profession or a colleague. A plus, Derry. A plus, Daryl. <laughs> okay, so and then we kind of get the get into a montage, right? Yep. A spelling montage follows. Katie puts away luxuriance and. A lubricate? A lubricate. To work out or to express by studious effort. A lucubrate. That's what I said. A lucubrate. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Luxuriance, quality, or state of being luxuriant? What is a lucubrate? Exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Stuart receives cheers from his entourage for sycophant which i actually didn't i've heard this word a ton but i didn't know what it meant do you know what it means i know it's a negative word a person who acts i'm gonna have to look this word up too because it doesn't make any sense sycophantically obsequiously towards someone important in order to gain advantage it's like a brown noser that's what i would think Yeah. yeah so oh and then riley and jonesy get words like rink puck and stick McMurray survives inaudible, unintelligible, and undecipherable <laughs> after disputing. After this, the Hicks interrupt and demand an intermission. Jim Dickens refuses, in the words of arguably the greatest Canadian rock band of all time, the Tragically Hip, it's a good life if you don't weaken. <laughs> and Wayne replies that in the words of Gordon Downey, legendary lead singer of the Tragically Hip, I can make you scared. If you want me to. I liked this gag. It was cute. I've never heard of the Tragically Hip. I haven't either, but I love that name. That's yeah. a new... that Okay, that's going to go on the bill with... With do, Dollar Store Standoff. Dollar Store Standoff. And what was the other one we found? Oh, man. We just said it in the last episode. Yeah. I can't remember. It was a metal band, though. The Tragically Hip featuring Dollar Store Standoff. And, and the other one. And the other one. <laughs> So anyway, they end up getting a 15-minute intermission because they've been spelling their little hearts out. They really have been. Someone's going to drop. Katie's up there winded. When this whole back and forth's going on with Jim Dickens, the extra behind the guys looks so un... Like, what do I put? She's so uninterested. Oh, really? She's just like not... She doesn't 
she was like she does not care about anything that's going on. Oh, I didn't on. notice that at all. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm just like, shouldn't you at least pretend to be participating? I don't know. <laughs> right? <clears throat> no, I agree with that. I kind of want to listen to the Tragically Hip now. That's such a cool name. I kind of do too, but I, I don't want to be let down. I know. I have a lot of faith in Jared Kiso with his like his music picks. Yeah. So He's got a good taste in music for sure. Intermission for hydration. For sure. I'm like, Wayne's about to throw a water at Katie. <laughs> <laughs> he is so into hydrating, Katie. Gotta stay hydrated. They're on to Riley and Jonesy, even though it's not their fault. It really isn't. They didn't want this. They didn't even want to be there. And they're like, well, if Coach kind of gave us a little edge, I guess we can try. But I still don't want to be here, buddy. During the intermission, Wayne goes to make sure that Katie stays hydrated. Mm-hmm. Dan and Derry approach Jim Dickens to note that Riley and Jonesy's words are far easier than the others, and they're all hockey-related. The coach objects to changing the procedure, reminding the Hicks that they are always saying not to hurt the tradition. The rules have been set over since Uncle Eddie won the first Letterkenny adult spelling bee in the 1960s. Similarly, Tannis complains that McMurray... Mumbling makes it impossible to tell if he's spelling correctly. McMurray accuses Tannis of betting on the outcome, which infuriates Jim Dickens. <laughs> Joint Boy asked Tyson for more joints, but he said, You smoked like 21 gram cannons. Like, how the are you even conscious? <laughs> and honestly, facts. That's a lot of weed in the span of maybe an hour two hours i really liked the straight way he delivered that i think Mm -hmm. it was it was just really funny (laughs) a plus for tyson two points like those those are some thick joints too like those were packed it feels like entirely when he was not on stage spelling he has been gone smoking so he's been consistently smoking for however long this montage has been yeah it's insane that's so much weed (laughs) And the request for the intermission was hilarious to me. Wayne was funny. He's like, this is how people get hurt. (laughs) This is how people get hurt. Somebody's going to drop. It's just hilarious. They show a quick shot of the outside. Oh, do they? And it, well, it shows Letterkenny Ukrainian Hall. And I was like, what's up with all this Ukrainian stuff this season? Yeah, that is weird. And I looked this up on the Canadian encyclopedia.ca between world wars some 70,000 ukrainians immigrated to canada for political and economic reasons huh including war veterans intellectuals professionals and farmers between 1947 and 1954 some 34,000 ukrainians were displaced by world war ii into canada huh so i guess it's just probably highly it's like a big population, I'm assuming, that they have. Well, dang. Yeah. That's cool. But it just felt like it was being highlighted this season. Yeah, it did. So I wanted to look it up. Like, are there a lot of Ukrainians in Canada? And it seems like there are. Huh. Well, how about it? We found out Katie's a legacy, because Uncle Eddie won the first spelling bee. Yeah. He did He did everything, apparently. He's been everywhere and done all the things. I think I can get easily irritated with Jim Dickens, but he just made me giggle. This the fact that that's the route he went and not, this isn't a talking bee, it's a spelling bee, 
the fact that he said this isn't a spelling talk <laughs> was probably my favorite part about this. I was like, you made this so difficult for yourself. All this time talking could be spent. Spell it. It's not called a spelling talk. It's called a spelling bee. And we are here to be spellers. Oh my gosh. And then I wrote down, we can tell some of these people are about to be out of here because yeah because the the rules have changed yeah good on jim dickens though for finding the quick solution during the intermission katie and stewart kind of talk to each other for a second oh yeah and she crotch punches him and he enjoys it again he goes, he goes what did you think this would be silent easy <laughs> Which I don't like. And but that's, but that's Wayne, Wayne like, brings her a water. Like, brings her a water and like moves him away, basically. Yeah. Well, what was like that weird dance glide thing, electric slide deal that he did over to Katie's chair? I think he was trying to be cool. He's I always mean, trying to be cool or metal or something. He's trying. That's true. He's trying so hard. His whole personality is trying. He'll get there eventually, maybe. But he deserves that crotch punch because he's been mm-hmm. a dick. If there's one thing you learn from this episode... Stay, Stay hydrated. hydrated. Hydration is key. Stay hydrated out there, kids. <laughs> All right. An upset Jim Dickens calls the bee back to order, saying that due to accusations of irregularity, the order of spellers will now proceed randomly. Joint Boy is eliminated on Dithoram, and Riley and Jonesy on Bosky, which, if anything, he, they did... They did pretty good. Like I liked his reasoning. I would have spelled Broski with an I too. And he's so. like, "I'm going in." <laughs> I'm going in on Broski, buddy. We never get to see Jonesy being the smarter one. Yeah, Jonesy freaking figured it out, man. He did so. He did so good. He did so good, and I'm giving him two points. I'd give him two points too. So that's four points for Jonesy. <laughs> Dithyram is a wild choral hymn of ancient Greece, especially one dedicated to Dionysus. Oh. And Bosky is, it means a wooded area covered by trees or bushes. Despite the similarity to Broski, they don't do it, bud. No. McMurray's given penalty, which the coach exclaims, that was supposed to have been Riley and Jonesy's word. He misspells it, but claims that he was misheard. And at this, Tannis replays a recording of his response at half speed, and McMurray is declared eliminated. (laughs) And I wrote, this is cute and funny, but you would never hear that from up in the box. Like, first of all, I was like, the science of this doesn't make sense. Right. And also, you'd never hear it. No. I will say my favorite is like the... It's a visual gag, so you gotta like watch it. But when Coach is like, "That was supposed to be Riley and Jones's word," and then he like pans out to like the the viewing thing or whatever, and in the distance you can just see Coach slowly start to cover his mouth, and then he just walks away and he goes, "Well, that's fucking embarrassing." <laughs> it's so great. He embarrassed himself. The little hat that Jim's using to pull stuff out of. Yes. They're like. The guys are making fun of them, like, Fedora's a stupid hat or whatever. And then they that. said, that looks like a Tilby. Or a Trilby. It's a kind of hat. It looks exactly like a Fedora, though. Because I looked it up. And I was like, what is this? A Tribby? A Trilby? I don't know. Trilby. I've... It's definitely a Trilby. And I was like, word, I I was like what's the difference? You look up, it looks exactly the same. I feel like there's not a difference. I feel like a Fedora 
is flatter, like it kind of like the brim flattens out after it kind of comes to that point or whatever. And a trilby, it's curved upward. Oh. Maybe. That's my guess. I couldn't tell the difference. Well, so I was actually right. According to Google, unlike the fedora, which has a movable or snap brim, the trilby is made so that the brim is permanently fixed down and usually set at a much more severe angle than the fedora. Jim Dickens is very passionate about his spelling. I mean, it's a better it's not, important. Better not be Dijin gambling on his spelling bee. <laughs> I just can't get over how cute right? Jesse. They tried so they, hard. They tried so hard, and in my notes, I wrote down because. Because Jonesy just like gives it his all. He just mm-hmm. wants he wants to try his yeah, best for sure. And he is like talking it over with Riley, and he said, "I don't know how to spell anything." But you know, I, I was like, "You're so better. cute." It's like watching five year olds try to spell. It really is. So, Tannis made up this plan to catch McMurray. Right. Right. She does something a la Dick Tracy. Yeah. And I wrote, no one would hear that little audio recorder device from so far away. Yeah. And the science of this does not make sense. How <laughs> did it get onto the tape that is supposedly in your hand when it's not connected to anything? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I thought you'd have more to say about it because you're like... Well, it's a tape recorder, so you can record anything on it. I know, but she wasn't in his face with it, like, recording Correct. what he's saying. It doesn't make sense the way that she's using it. For that kind of thing to work, the tape recorder would at least have to be within, like, four to six feet of McMurray. Exactly. Not the back of an auditorium. Exactly. Granted, he is on a microphone, so it would still Maybe pick if it there up. Maybe but... if there's a speaker up there true in the viewing box then maybe she had it that it is a viewing box so maybe maybe she had that next to the speaker but also i don't know it's not gonna sound that crisp <laughs> it just wouldn't it's not crisp well anyway it's katie's turn katie's turn uh it's down to katie and stewart katie's given triskaidekaphobia nice spelling it t-r-i-s-k A-I-D-E-K-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. Correct. But Jim says this is wrong and gives the word to Stuart who spells it. T-R-I-S-K-A-D-E-K-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. And it's declared the winner. But Tannis points out that Katie's spelling was correct and that it was the monitor that was incorrect. Stuart claims, that's exactly what I said. (laughs) But Tannis plays back the recording. Dick Tracy. Showing that he did not. The Hicks join Katie on the stage and raise her on their sh- on their shoulders as she's awarded the trophy as champion of Letterkenny Adult Spelling Bee once more. <laughs> and Kayla Huber. <laughs> Are you clocking this? So, anyway. Thoughts on thoughts. On thoughts. Silent I win. That was great. That was well-deserved because Stuart was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Being a jerkhead. Being a jerkhead. Being a duty head. <laughs> Again, I think I don't know why at this point. I guess because that was right after McMurray had gotten eliminated, but 
I was like, man, it really feels like Mrs. McMurray would be here. It feels like she should be there. Yeah, because I wrote down, I would come watch you spell. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Well, thanks, babe. I'd probably come watch you spell, too. Thanks. I don't <laughs> like being up in front of people, so I would never do this. Right. I think I'm a okay speller, but mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't volunteer to put myself up in front of people. Not so. for that. I would never spell Triskaidekaphobia correctly, I don't think. I think I would now after watching this episode. Yeah, but... I mean, now that it's been... Drill- it, well, but... I know, and I know how it's spelled, but that's just because I looked it up when <laughs> Derry was like, you know how to spell this, right? The word difficulty is all over the all place. All over the place. Oh, my gosh. Because Bosky and penalty, which penalty, I mean, coach fixed. Coach rigged it. Some of the words. But even, what did Joint Boy have when he did not get it correct? Dithram. Dithram. I don't know. I feel like I could have figured that one out. I wouldn't have guessed a silent B. I might have guessed a silent N, if anything. But I would have got that word wrong, for sure. I think just in my notes, I just reiterated, this is fun but again just a very strange storyline for katie a very strange storyline for katie but i agree with it i like it it's a fun episode and we're not even done yet almost a humbled Stuart asks if anyone wants to double him on the way home and the big city slams dismiss him as a idiot <laughs> everyone knows how to spell triskaidekaphobia <laughs> Uh, this brings a smile to Riley and Jonesy's face because they're like, hey, maybe we got a shot again. But they too are dismissed as idiots. <laughs> Riley receives a text from the coach saying he's discovered the Shamrockets are divided over a guy. They wonder who it could be. And then the scene cuts to Shorzy doing a handstand in the shower saying, Give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. Everybody's favorite except for, I don't dislike for him. <laughs> But he's not your most favorite. He's not my most favorite. He's probably your least favorite. The least favorite of my favorites? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down, I wonder if Michelle Millette has that trophy. Oh, I bet she does. I bet she does, too. I would keep that. If props would let her keep it, she probably has it. And I said Shorzy comes back in pretty hot. He's... Ripping ass wash. Yep. <laughs> I gave it a six and a half. Really? I said, maybe a seven if I had a coffee. <laughs> I do have a coffee, so I'm going to give it a seven. There you go. You did it. I gave this episode an eight. I loved this episode. I am not surprised. I don't know why. I When I was watching it, I knew you would enjoy it a lot more than well, me. Well, like, the wordplay was concise, but it was still fun. The puns were there. The storyline was just bizarre. Everyone was involved in it. For the most part. So now what? (laughs) Now, do you have any... (laughs) (laughs) Megan has decided to sit the mic on her lap and the pop filter just hit her in the face. (laughs) Oh, a few words so adorable. Alas, but I am. But alas, (laughs) you are. I don't have anything else on the episode. I enjoyed it. It was good. It wasn't my most favorite. It's definitely a solid Letterkenny episode. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing the magic pop that Glenn gives in the season so far. Like, I'm ready to see my Glenn. I am too. I'm ready to see some Jacob Tierney doing more than just directing this season. Yeah. Um, but we're in for a wild ride. What is the next episode name? 
That's a great question, and I don't remember. Scroll up, we can find out. Back to back to back. Oh, that's right. It's about the boys going to their their hockey game. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one. It will be fun. I am excited. I too am excited. So I have... Do you have any scoops? I have a scoop. You have a scoop. What is this your scoop? Well, here's a scoop and I'm going to tell you. It's... Nothing really to do with entertainment itself, but Michelle Millette has started a skincare line. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's called Relative Skin, and um, I learned about it because I follow her on social media, and she put that up on her Instagram. Nice. So. You gonna give it a shot? I don't know. (laughs) I'm too lazy to take care of myself, so. Yeah. You are pretty lazy. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) No, you actually do a lot of work, so. And on that note, I guess we'll catch you next time for Season 5, Episode 5. 5-5. Five, five. Back to back to back boats. Boats, buddy. <laughs> boats, bud. Boats, bud. All right. Well, we'll see you later. See you later. Ninja dust. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Josh's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line.